You've given me 30 more minutes of research, and you're going to pay for that. <laughs> hey, Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Stephen? <laughs> I'm doing well. I, I So this movie took me two days to watch. And as, <laughs> as did I, as it did to myself as well. It's a long movie. And I'd like to go back and read the text that you sent me <laughs> verbatim, which I felt was apropos. I'm not sure this isn't supposed to be watched with a mild hallucinogen <laughs> system, which I felt is accurate. So we watched Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, one of the worst titles of any movie. Welcome to Alpha. The city of a thousand planets. Yeah, when a, when, when a title has a colon in the middle of it, <laughs> it's now, not good. It's not, now, wait a minute. Does wait, Star wait, Wars, wait, does Star Wars have a colon? Avengers Infinity War? Was that a mm. colon in it? Uh, Star Wars, Star Wars, every Star Wars movie has a colon in it, I would just no. like to say. I yeah. thought it's just I thought it's just called the it's not even have I don't, blah, 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 blah. According to the inaccurate movie database, Star Wars colon episode four A New Hope. Star Wars colon The Force Awakens. Yeah, but they're Rogue One colon a Star Wars story. Yeah, okay, okay. Solo I, I read that my I read well, we don't know about that movie. Oh, that's true. That's don't true. don't loop that one in. No, no, okay, no. very good. Okay. All right, here is my redacted and revised statement. Okay. A colon where one side of the colon cannot stand on its own mm. as Empire Strikes Back, right. A New Hope, or whatever you have. Yeah. But yeah. when after the colon is describing that first word. I got you. I don't believe A City of a Thousand Planets stands on its own. Which I have to say the title is. Or is memorable. Makes, it doesn't even make sense because Valerian is the main actor, the character name. He's not the city of a thousand planets. He's not planets. the city. The city is Much Alpha. to my confusion, correct. <laughs> I know, yeah. I felt like the whole first half of the movie, I didn't know what was happening. I mean, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I can try and summarize this movie. No, I want you to. I've been waiting to hear you attempt it. <sighs> so. <laughs> I was, I'll sit back here. Just get a cup of coffee. Turn off my microphone and let you go. This is ground control to Major Tom. You really made the grade. Space Oddity by David Bowie. That is how the movie begins. Mm -hmm. And we see a montage from 1975, the beginning of the International Space Station. And we span what I think is about 600 years. And we see cutscenes of other countries adding on to the ISS, like a big Lego. Mm -hmm. Eventually, we see aliens adding their pieces, and it becomes too big for the Earth to handle because gravity. <laughs> because gravity, <laughs> physics one on one. And so these tiny little like mini engines come and push the city of a thousand planets away, and it is traveling through space, and it is known as Alpha. The City of a Thousand Planets. So that is our set scene. And Nate, I'm really going to struggle. This is 
this is tough. So Well, you made it through the first four minutes of the movie unscathed. I knew this I knew this was gonna be a problem. Okay, so I will say this movie, it feels like it tries to pull a lot from Star Wars. There's mm-hmm. like the desert planet Tatooine scenes. Mm-hmm. There are the Coruscant Millennium Falcon chase scenes mm-hmm. with Valerian ship. And there's like a litany of aliens throughout the movie. You got the job of the Hut character. Mm-hmm. You you got the, you know, you got the whole gamut, and it just feels like pieces from every movie that you've seen with aliens in it. I loved the aliens in this movie. I'm going to say it right now. I know we. You loved all the aliens. I thought the aliens were great. Oh well, okay. I not all the aliens. We'll get into right? that. But <laughs> okay, the the script in this movie, which is a theme. I think throughout the movies we've seen thus far, the script is really bad. Yes, very bad. <laughs> and I believe uh, she says at one point in time, I have this written down, while uh, next to uh, <laughs> what I believe to be like a pirate uh, <laughs> underwater, yes. uh, she says to him, can I help? I'm a good driver. That's it. That's the line. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, i'm a good driver guy, that guy i so loved him i think <laughs> i loved I all too. these people so that guy i did like so valerian uh goes tries to chase one of the mule characters down and gets lost and so laureline she has to find a jellyfish uh which can read her memories and then find i don't know which i want to talk about the jellyfish in a second <laughs> but she goes down to this this like fishing guide mm-hmm. and he pop he like pops out of a manhole cover mm-hmm. <laughs> and has like a full bottle of champagne <laughs> like <and laughs> just proceeds to- <laughs> he was great he was great he just he just splashes it all over his face <laughs> these aliens are preposterous they're colorful they're lively and they are the periphery characters to these wooden humans which i preferred to like well let's not even have these people i'd rather have gargoyle huey dewey and louie guide me around (laughs) alpha solving this crime you you like them too the triplet birds or whatever i didn't like them at first i was like who are these ugly platypuses platypi platypus what's plural platypus steven and maybe it's like sheep you know, it's plural. Oh, it's the same, same thing. Yes. Three platypus. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They started off being somewhat annoying, but I like them more yeah. and more. And I think it's all relative to the humans in this movie being so. Yeah. At one point they do say, you know, you can't. So they have somehow they know things like it's kind of their ability. They're like, they're like the three fates in a right. Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And like she like threatens to kill one. And they're like, well, you can't kill one because the information is shared between the three of our brains or whatever. Like, I thought that was interesting. Well, and she you said, know, help cool. me find Valerian or this bullet will find you. And that is mm. the kind of script we're dealing with. <laughs> okay. the I did like the job of the Hut character as uh, Valerian. They're on this mission to retrieve the uh pearl defecating mm-hmm. armadillo and there's job of the hat character he was all right do you know oh, who, who he was voiced by no john goodman that's right you know i did i thought that while i was watching it and i should have wrote it down yes but that was immediately evident and i liked that i thought he did good i thought he was great i thought I that work. he works within the kind of a virtual market a kind of a VR market. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I and thought I liked, that whole concept was kind of fun. That of was people cool. shopping in this empty arena and you put on the yeah. glasses and these gloves and you can interact with this virtual world. I did like that idea. I feel like that was original. 
I like that part of the world. And you have to stick your hand through a box that like brings it into this world. It's like another and, dimension or something. Yeah. yeah and I thought that, that was interesting. Yeah, and the box like broke, so Valerian couldn't get his hand out of the other dimension. And that was, yeah, I, I thought that concept was cool. And I, so I will say the action was pretty fun in this movie. Who were the the guys that rode around in the armored school bus? They reminded me of <laughs> right. grown-up lost boys from Hook. And also Mad Max a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, a, a little desert. A little Mad Maxy. Uh, yeah. What were they? What were they? I think no, they were you know what? I'm I, I'm going to stop trying to understand this okay, plot. Okay, that's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but so I'll give you uh, the job of the Hut character, John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the, the one scene again with the crazy pirate <laughs> spraying champagne on his face. <laughs> uh, but then they find this jellyfish, and the three fate bird characters, Huey, say, Dewey, you know, and Louie, stick your head in this jellyfish's. Uh, anus, and it will somehow read your memories and then tell you the location of Valerian. But you can't you can't stay in there longer than a minute because then it will feed on your memories. Right. Which I'm down with all that. I liked all that. Yep, I'm cool with like, that. That was cool. That reminded me of uh, in the Rogue One. You have uh, what is it? The 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 pork up the platypus. The uh, you know the. Uh, Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Like the big squid looking thing? That no, I'm was, only uh, thinking of the Niffler from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, so that's not it. Okay, so at one point, we then get to, uh, she, she's, she gets captured. Well, she finds Valerian, and then she touches a butterfly, which is actually a lure from these other aliens, and she gets I love fished. those aliens, too. <laughs> They're just, they're just like yeah. using fishing poles to. I don't know what they're trying to hook, but apparently right. just humans. Just they're people, just fishing just for people. <laughs> fishing for people. So she then gets captured, and now Valerian has to rescue her. To which she needs to find some kind of shape shifting alien. Oh, and then we I we we go into this, this alien. Yeah, and so we we go into this like red light district, seedy area of. Mm-hmm. City of a Thousand Planets, which I feel like a lot of sci-fi alien movies try to stick something like this in. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen AI with Haley Joe Osment. Yes. Like, and Jude Law. Like, that kind of feeling. Like, there's always this area. It shows which, kind of that dystopian technological future that morality right. is a little bit and no matter shifty how, now. And, yeah, no matter how advanced we get technology and cultural rise, there's, there's always, always going to be a, a, a little know, street, this, a little alleyway. The seedy underbelly of yep. whatever civilization. So he goes, and then, and then we are introduced to Rihanna as the shape-shifting alien. Playing, oh, what is her name? Oh, what is it, like, like Pogue or something? Bubble. Or? <laughs> her name is Bubble. <laughs> That's right. So Bubble, we see a shapeshift, and Valerian coerces her into helping him. And somehow Bubble can, like, like surround Valerian and make him look like the other aliens. And I think, like, the personality quirks that, like, she really just wanted to be a performer, didn't want to be in that life. Right. You know, it's that canonical kind of underdog story. But... Yeah, I think they kind of. I think and she doesn't last very long. <laughs> she dies in like the she, scene later. She doesn't, but I I find her once she's in her blue form, which is like her right. native form, not Rihanna form. I find right. her enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I think she's a great kind of sidekick. Yeah, she doesn't stay around very long. Yeah, and so they they sneak into this alien scene where <laughs> there's some King Jar Jar Binks character 
<laughs> and uh, Loreline is approaching in this long line of food samples, I guess. And I guess I love that assistant guy too, the assistant Jar Jar, who just wanted her to try on dresses. His uh, face, I laughed every time. Did you? I did. I you were probably annoyed by it, but I I embraced the aliens of this movie. You're, you're. you're, uh, I don't know if you're changing my opinion of it, but I guess you're. No, stick to your guns. No, yeah. I mean, the. I don't know what to say. I guess I feel like every alien kind of has a counterpart in another movie that they kind of pulled from. So while they feel kind of original, they don't feel like, you know, the whole the whole Star Wars thing is, you know, George Lucas created an entire universe where there's all these different characters. And we don't even necessarily know where certain aliens are from, like the cantina scene. Right. You see so many aliens and it's just like, oh, this is a spaceport, yada, yada. But you don't get a ton of backstory. But you see that these aliens are like belong in this world. And I feel like that this movie was trying to create that universe feel that there's this huge thing and it's all these people together. But it, I just feel like it didn't sell it as well. I, I don't know. I guess that's just how I feel. Did about you it. like the idea that within Alpha, this main city of a thousand planets, there is like an underwater world and uh, basically an electronic uh, motherboard world and a beach <laughs> world and a and like yeah. Did you like that all of these uh, ecosystems live in one? I guess I feel like because there's a couple times in the movie where it alludes to the fact that this is the place, this is like the UN of the universe. Right. Like the United Nations, where all the different cultures share knowledge and experiment together, and they're trying to further intelligence, and that's what the this place is for. And so, like, I kind of like that idea, like an intergalactic United Nations, and this is where mm-hmm. progress happens. But then there's other times where they say, like, oh, yeah, there's nine million human beings in alpha and their economy is like crumbling so they're suffering and i'm like well i don't i don't understand how that happens where we have like all this other technology and learning and you know progress like i don't i just feel like there there were too many holes for me to really enjoy that part of it well that could be said for this whole plot luke basson um who directed this movie also directed lucy with Scarlett Johansson. Oh yes, okay. and uh, the Fifth Element, and this has this movie has a little bit of Fifth Element vibes to it. Yes, this was uh, a passion yes. project for Luke, and uh, he waived his salary to make this because uh, this material is from like a 1967 French comic series that he grew up uh, okay. loving. Um, so okay. he really loved this movie. He also wrote the script of Taken. So a little Liam Neeson really? callback. And if you remember, during the scene with uh, Jabba the Hutt, John yes. Goodman, he says, I will find you and I will kill you. And I he whispers, good luck. <laughs> it's a direct that. callback to his own movie. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good pull. So that's all I, I was No, that's good. I was wondering if this was based on a book. Or some series. Yes. Because it feels like that universe, if it was created like in a written way mm-hmm. over time, like I could see this being a great world. Like you're saying, like all the aliens and the characters, like this could be a cool world. I could see Valerian and Loreline and other, you know, agents of space government, you know, doing missions or whatever. Like I could see that and it being good. Yeah. I think just just trying to cram it into one two and a half hour movie might have yeah. 
And the script writing was not Yeah, I think there's a lot of rich backstory that we're just not able to get in this movie. All right, well, I want to get to the top five because I feel like this is going to be a good bit. So I want to just jump right to rating Valerian, colon, a city of a thousand planets. Zero to five uh, cosmic jellyfish. Zero to five... Crazy pirates. Do you want me to stop you when you got it, when you have something? <laughs> when, when you, you feel know, the dinger keep going. coming. I, I want to <laughs> zero to five. Job of the Hutzes. Z- mules? No. No, those are the planets. I uh, like uh, the armadillos. I like the armadillos. Okay, you go first. I have never been more conflicted <laughs> in the f- four movies we've done thus far. Yes. Um. I really disliked most of this movie. Yes. I the the humans were rough. Yes. I didn't like any scenes with the humans, but I enjoyed the visuals. It was so outlandish and colorful and the the underwater scenes and the crazy aliens were enjoyable to watch. Mhm. But a lot of my rankings come by like would I watch this again? No, I right? would not. No, I would exactly. not. Exactly. I didn't even want to see like clips. After. I struggled to even finish it. Like I was debating whether or not I could just like leave the last 45 minutes off and still do this. But <laughs> thanks anyway. for doing your homework and getting all the way through. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I appreciate all that. Right, so uh, I give you? it, I give it two armadillos out of five, mm-hmm. two out of five armadillos. And it, I would say, the humans were a 0.5 armadillo, like a baby armadillo, and the aliens <laughs> added an armadillo and a half to get me up to two. If there were no aliens in this, yeah. this would be a half armadillo. <laughs> the back half. The pearl the pearl producing half. <laughs> the pearl producing half. Well, I'm going to be close. I'm actually going to give it... I'm going to give it one armadillo. Ooh. Because there was a couple moments of action that I enjoyed. But other than that, it was pretty painful just to hear the dialogue. And even there's there's the one action scene where it was supposedly the end of the planet, Mule. It was a big space battle that Clive Owen made the fateful call to, like, you know, uh-huh. fire the big missiles. I feel like that battle scene, I wanted to, like, for, to enjoy it. But I had no, like, emotional stakes. I didn't know what was happening. I don't even know who they're fighting. No. Nope. Like, I don't know what, what the, who the enemy is. Right. And so, like, it felt like a very perfunctory, like, let's have one more action scene with no setup. Like, this is just the, we're creating the inciting incident out of nowhere. So I feel like the the one action scene I thought was, was really cool was uh, he had, like, this suit on, and he was, like, running through the different areas. He of was the X-Men Alpha. juggernaut. Yeah, he was playing the Juggernaut character, and, like, like the suit appeared to be able to do anything at that point. Like, he even had, like, feet jets when he was underwater. Right. But then, but then for some reason, when he was, like, broke a wall and was in space, like, those foot jets would do nothing in space. <laughs> so, like, some of those inconsistencies, like, it, it took me out of some of the action. But So I'm giving it one out of five armadillos. This is ground control to Major Tom. So, we have a bit here. We're going to start top fives, which is a great idea. And so, we are doing our top five alien movies, which I think is a great topic. And you you did the caveat, which I was going to suggest anyways, not including Star Wars or Star Trek. Right. How do you want to do this? You want to do your five, then I do my five? No, 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 no. 
Okay, how do you want to I thought about this. Okay. Let's each Do you have any honorable mentions? I have a couple honorable mentions here. I feel like Yes. Do you want me to mention them now? Yes. And then I want to move like your fifth place, my fifth place. Okay. We're going to go okay. back and forth there, okay, heading towards good. our number one. Very good. So honorable mentions, I would say like the Alien and Predator movies, even up to Alien v. Predator, one, they're kind of, they're classic in a sense. Like there's some of the earlier, I think, Alien movies that really grasped a, gener- like, gr- grasped a generation, mm-hmm. even to the point, like even the newer ones, like they're, they're kind of fun to watch they can be a little scary at times but like the whole alien franchise the predator like i'm down with that and it it doesn't go to my top five because i don't like to re-watch a lot of them per se mm-hmm. and i wouldn't say they're my favorite but but i'd want to give them an honorable mention i feel like that's appropriate oh that, that's great i believe those fall into the too scary for nate baronowski um right, right. <laughs> so i did not make my, my list at all but okay. I have seen uh, the original Alien and uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator thing. The, the Schwarzenegger good Predator, I feel, is pretty good. Like, and that's that is not yeah. as scary as the rest of the Correct. Alien stuff. So, but yeah, okay, go ahead, yours. Uh, my, I have two honorable mentions. One, The Forgotten. Mm. You ever seen that movie? I Julianne not. Moore is in it. Uh, her son oh. gets taken. I believe. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. I have seen it. People get like. Pulled with an invisible lasso up into the up into space and get abducted yes. really quickly. I found yes, I it unsettling, it. and I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my other honorable mention, which is from my childhood, is Space Jam. Ah, uh, yeah, Monsters. I would say the Monsters were a uh, a big part <laughs> of of my childhood. A little yes. combination too scary for my little my little right. five year old brain, but Space yes. Jam gets an honorable mention. I, okay, well, if you will allow me, two more honorable <laughs> mentions because you just jogged my memory. One, the Nicolas Cage movie, The Knowing, oh. which we don't see a ton of aliens, but the whole I didn't even know there were the aliens in that movie. <laughs> the last scene is basically a UFO like coming down or whatever. So kind of like an Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal y- Skull, which oh, I assume made is... your top five. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not. The movie's not good. Uh, the Knowing, and then also because I fondly remember this movie for some reason, is Evolution. I forget who's in the movie. Oh, the guy from X-Files. Isn't he in it? I think he is, yeah. Chris Tucker might have been in it, too. Yes, I feel like, yeah. And for some reason, I remember remember enjoying that movie. And, okay, I think I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. All right, give me your number five. My number five. five. (laughs) My number five is the movie Contact. Which, Ooh. I, it's it's a great movie. It's a very cerebral movie. Not a lot of action. Honestly, the only alien we see disguises himself as a human anyway. But everything about the premise of the movie and the plot, uh, I just, I love everything about it. So number five is Contact. Fantastic. My Your no- number five. My number five is Galaxy Quest. Mm. You'll find in my list that I pretty much have two ends of the spectrum one (laughs) what if aliens were really among us or out there in kind of a an eerie scary like oh man and also just goofy alien movies yeah yeah, i I enjoy aliens as a comedic bit so galaxy quest tim Mm. allen i find it very funny (laughs) i enjoy the the aliens in this movie it's i believe it's an underrated classic 
Okay, so I'm going to go backwards one more time. <laughs> I want to add one more to my honorable mention because I've only seen this on TV several times, but Starship Troopers, which ah. I feel like is a cult classic, obviously right. a totally ridiculous movie, but for some reason I just fondly remember. So anyway, adding that to my honorable mentions. Okay. I'm glad that I pinned you down to five though because I'm, I'm afraid if <laughs> yeah. I had given you 15, you would have had, still <laughs> had five honorable mentions and 15 movies. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably true. Okay, so my number four, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go with Pacific Rim. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which I don't care that this is not a great quality movie. For me, it is super fun to. I'm watch. putting in my resignation letter right now. <laughs> it's been real. Thanks for listening th- to the exchange. I have a thing. I have a thing <laughs> for massive robots being controlled by humans inside. Uh, which I think is like a manga type, you know, Japanese cartoon uh, thing. But uh, I'm, I'm putting Pacific Rim as number four. You're out of control. <laughs> okay, you're number four. My number four is the 2000 flick Mission to Mars. <laughs> we we disagree on so many of these. Mission to Mars is basically the core, but in space. Right. A mission right. where people, like I said before, that I don't like too much, people die kind of systematically during the journey. If you thought the deaths in the core were rough, I believe the mission mm. to Mars is, is worse. Tim Robbins, was, Gary Sinise, uh, yes, Don Cheadle's yes. in it. And I believe the actual interaction with the aliens uh, is, is great. Doesn't it have like the robotic dog thing? Is that mission to Mars? No. I might be thinking think so. of Red Planet. Never mind. Okay. No. All Mission right. to Mars, I really liked. Number four. That was my number four. Very good. All right. Number three for me, Signs, starring Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, great pick. I, it it yes. barely missed my top five. I but I didn't want I, to honorable mention. I figured you'd have it in there. I did, because I'm actually a big M. Night Shyamalan fan. Even the weird movies that people don't like. Lady in the Water? Exactly. Is the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> I am a fan of all of those. Uh, so, yes, number three is Signs for me. And it's you're okay You're okay that the aliens are damaged by water? That's cool with you? I'm cool with that. I feel like seeing the entire alien head to toe mm-hmm. in the final scene kind of takes away mm-hmm. from how well the movie did at being mysterious. Like they did, I thought there were so many great scenes, like the knife and the door and the alien hand coming out of the closet or whatever. Like they have so many great moments where you just see a part of the alien or you you see the silhouette. Right. And I feel I wish I wish they would have carried that all the way to the end. I wish we would have never seen the entire alien, also because CG back then was not <laughs> great, so it takes away. But anyway, but yeah, a I, great I, thriller. I yes. It. Yeah. Number three. Number three for me, uh, in the Galaxy Quest world, are Men in Black. Mm. One and two. I mean, if I had to choose one, I I personally like two better, but I think mm-hmm. one was kind of the breaking it in. I think that brought aliens to the masses in a way that like we it left the whole alien and predator and crazy, you know, yes, uh, creepy ones. But I think it brought about the concept of they're living among us and it's a blast. So yes, those. I love those movies. Yes, and that is actually a segue into my number two, which I put Men in Black at number two. Uh, a, anything with Tommy Lee Jones, 
full stop. And also anything with Will Smith, <laughs> full stop. Oh, Love so After everything. Earth. So you're big After I was, Earth fan? I was literally going to mention, <laughs> because as I was doing a small bit of research for this episode, I didn't realize After Earth was also an M. Night Shyamalan movie uh, with Will Smith. You have a lot and, of explaining to do about your, <laughs> about your boy. So, so anyway, but Men in Black, I think, is inarguably, especially the first one, and I think the second one is great, too, like... It really set a different tone for Aliens. I love everything about those movies, and I think they hold up pretty well Yes, um, through today. So Men in Black, the series, mostly one, is my number two pick. Okay. To you. My number two pick, Independence Day. Mm. Yes. I don't know what else to say about it except... We will not go quietly <laughs> into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive because today is our Independence, Independence Day. Day. You know, I, I missed doing that when you called me out the other day, so I wanted to. <laughs> you I got the whole thing in, in this time. I did, yeah. Um, Independence Day does such a great job of, like, I feel like this alien invasion, unlike, you know, stupid ones like, I don't know, Pacific Rim or something. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. We're not we're not degrading <sighs> each other's lists. This is a mm-hmm. non-judgment zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just It does a great job of just showing, like, if a giant saucer the size yes. of New York City came down on Earth, like, what yes. would we all be like? Um, the effects don't age as well. No. no. But, uh, again, Will Smith being Will Smith, being yes. great. And uh, what's the president's name? Oh. The actor? Oh, you're going to make me look it up. I don't know off the top uh, of my head. He was in Casper. <laughs> yes, of all he the was... movies. <laughs> yes, he was in Casper. Uh, what's his name? His name is Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, yes. Bill Pullman, yes. And, uh, yeah, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum. Yes, yes. Also, Jeff Goldblum yeah. was great as well. Uh, and by Independence Day, I hope uh, you know that I'm referring to the not the recent one, but the original Independence Day. Listen, I, I was going to have to bring it up because have you seen the recent one? Uh, no, I have not. We might need to add that to our list uh, because it is horrendous. <laughs> it is a terrible, terrible movie and a shame, a waste of Jeff Goldblum, A, and just an entire waste of whatever franchise buildup they had from the original. Mm. So. But anyway, Bummer. so that is also a great segue because Independence Day is actually my number one pick because Whew. when it came out, I watched that thing to death. I just, I, I loved everything about that movie. Again, Will Smith, you know, just something about it. I really liked it. So Independence Day, I got to say, has probably my number one. All right. You ready for my number one? Um, yes. Do you have any guesses ready. what it could be? I'm something that hasn't I'm, even been on your list. I know. That's why I'm trying to rack my brain now. Oh, Here we go. I don't. I don't know. Go ahead. My number one pick. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm, 1977. All right. Science yep. fiction film by Steven yep. Spielberg. Yep, yep, yep. This, okay. I believe, and I'm not even saying like, it has great rewatchability. Close Encounters, I think, most accurately depicts what it would be like to be in your car and have a UFO <laughs> encounter and basically yeah. the slide into insanity. <laughs> it's disturbing. It's yeah. 
brilliantly acted by Richard Dreyfus, and mm. it is it, it messes you up. Okay, yeah, that that's good. That's a good. It's canonical. It's classic. Yeah, I'm with you there. But that did make me think of one other movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add to my honorable mentions. Uh, the Sphere. I have never with... heard of this movie in my life. You've never heard of The Sphere? No. Oh, goodness. I'm no, looking no, it no, up no, now. No. We're going to have to fix this. This is big names. It's a 1998 movie. <laughs> what? The Sphere. It is Dustin starring... Dustin Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, Samuel L. Jackson. I have never heard of this movie in my life. Leave Schreiber. Queen Latifah. <laughs> Listen. The Sphere is a terrifying and great movie. There is still a scene. I don't know if you're going to watch it because it, it's not scary. And they're actually like, there's no alien characters the per se. The film got an approval rating of 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did it Steven, really? Mr. Oh, Pacific Rim. Anyway, I remember seeing it and it left a profound okay. effect on me. But uh, I mean, there's some big names in there. Yeah, that's. Yeah. It is very. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty intense. Other movies that I left out just because I felt like they didn't quite like. I originally put Avatar near the top of my list, but then mm, I felt like uh, yeah. then I'm getting in kind of the the Star Warsy Star Trek. Like this is just people like when it's based yeah. on another planet, it doesn't feel mm. as alien to yeah. me. Yeah, I agree. Now I wish you would have mentioned. The Chronicles of Riddick and Pitch Black starring Vin Diesel. Which I might even stand by the first one, Pitch Black. Uh, I no? stand by none of them. Do you stand by Arrival? The recent, do you see the recent movie Arrival? Oh, I totally forgot about that. Absolutely. Oh, you love that movie because it's a cerebral thriller. Absolutely. I knew you would. The you want to put that in your top five, don't you? No, I do. I wish I would. I would have swapped it out with Pacific Rim in a heartbeat. Well, I totally forgot about that. That would have added a lot of <laughs> credence like to your list. Did you no, not like Arrival? No, I thought Arrival was good. It's, it was actually a little bit too cerebral for me. That's fine. That's fine. Oops. I thought it was a great movie. It was a little slow. I'll give you that. My wife loved it. Did you feel, so obviously spoilers in our podcast, but did you feel like at the end, did she have a choice whether or not to continue? <laughs> is this a predestination free will argument here? <laughs> yes, it is. Absolutely. Do you feel like she had a choice? And when he asked her whatever he did, like she could have chosen to go a different path and that whole life with the child wouldn't have happened or did she not have a choice uh, i don't care <laughs> fair enough i don't okay. know I, yes uh, i think she i think she had a choice okay i think she had a choice to make i feel like she did too and that what makes the i movie. felt like jeremy renner yeah. was actually a little bit tough on her i feel like it's a little mm. bit on him to kind of be He's yeah, like, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not down with that. <laughs> okay, well, Nate, I am fully in support of this top five. I think we need to do this every episode. It was more stressful than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> did my choices stress you out? No, no, no. Your choices were fine. Like 
going through all these movies and yeah, feeling yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave some out. I'm going to leave some good ones out. Well, like Signs put... really gave me a, a hard mm. a run for my money there. Don't don't put don't put so much uh, pressure on yourself. Okay. This is ca- casual top five. All right, so listeners, if you would like to support our podcast, we would love for you to rate us in the iTunes store five stars. Uh, you can also go subscribe everywhere you get your podcast and send us movie suggestions at exchangepodcast.com. And we actually got one this week, Nate. Woo! <laughs> big day. <laughs> it's a big day. We got an anonymous submission, which uh, I think if you're in support of it, we could do for the next episode. Gods of Egypt. A movie I had never even knew existed, <laughs> but it came out in 2016, uh, and looks uh, terrible. It has Gerard Butler in it, so that it does. There's a lot of movies with Gerard chewing Butler up the there. scenery. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, so God's Egypt we'll do next, and uh, yeah, that and, was good. And you can follow us on Twitter at Stephen Robles <laughs> and Nate Baranowski. Oh, which I have to say, <laughs> listeners. Of all the times that I have spoken our Twitter handles on the air on this podcast, I went to send Nate a link via Twitter direct message, only to find out to my horror that he, <laughs> to did, your not horror. Even, <laughs> he did not even follow me on Twitter. Well, when I have a, a tab that's basically just devoted to your Twitter feed, I, maybe I don't have to no, follow you. No, okay. don't give me that. That is not real. I am now following at Stephen Robles. Yes. Yeah, appreciate it. And a lot of to the listeners, a lot of gold on that. On that, mm. is it a wall? Do you tweet onto a wall? Do you? I think post I think it I, up on. The, I think the wall. The wall <laughs> is on Facebook, uh, or MySpace. Is that and your then, just your uh, feed? Your Twitter feed? Yeah, you got your uh, your funnel. You got your uh, <laughs> your sphere. Mm, my signs. I'm not gonna watch that movie, The Sphere. No, I'm don't not, watch it. I'm not going to do it. Listen, I'm just going to say there's a scene with some jellyfish underwater, like sucking on a person's suit so much that it like breaks the glass, and it like I just my stomach just turned thinking about that scene. Oh, hey, anyway, uh, I just want to leave you with this thought. Yes, please. You said the word anus in this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, and have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>